0: Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast right here on Georgia Radio.
1: Well, good evening, everybody. Matt Jolly here. Wait, is your mic muted? Did you... Did you... there. Lord mercy, now, you mashed them <laughs> <laughs> You were just a talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what they call a, you know, a you technical uh, difficulty there. You know, the most, you can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. The most professional right. radio yes. show in Georgia tonight.
0: Hey, at the thought that counts, you it know. Was, so I,
1: it was. My heart
0: was in it. My voice <laughs> wasn't.
1: That's all right. We're glad all you're right. here. All right.
0: Me, let me say it again. Welcome all this, to the. Seven thirty. That means here on Georgia Radio, it's time for Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show with Matt Jolly and me, Wade Peoples Tonight we have a great guest, Phil Wilson. Hello, Phil. Hey, how y'all doing? We're fine. I'm gonna give a, I'll talk about you a little bit. Uh, Phil's a great guy. Now, Phil is one of the uh, charter members of Georgia Folk and Farm Life, and he was a, became a member. I say charter member. He was the first week then we started uh, in 2016. Yeah. Um, uh, Phil became a member and we and named him as our chaplain and he still is our chaplain. Um, he's a pastor and, and, and uh, he's a deep well guy. And by deep well, I mean, he works with the deep wells, pumps and wells yeah. and things, but, but you what we want to talk to you about tonight is the fact is your, your amazing career as a drummer and a drum collector. You're, you have a world-class collection of drums, vintage drums, sets, and, uh, so I, I thought about it this morning, uh, I, I was listening to old time radio show, I listened to, uh, Fibber McGee. You remember, you've heard Fibber McGee and Molly and <laughs> Fibber was, Fibber was saying that, uh, he had about as much music in him as a wet drum. And that, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of me. I can't keep time. I don't have the rhythm, but I would venture to say, Phil, that the drum was probably when people started singing. Back in prehistoric times, the drum was probably the first instrument. People tapped on something to keep time and rhythm to music as they made it. uh, Would I be right there?
2: That's my opinion. I believe the drums were the first musical instruments ever. That's what I'm thinking.
0: And... It, and it and it grew from there of course and from just you know banging on hollow logs probably into somebody said oh well we can whittle on this and you know kill this and skin it and stretch its hide over that and and you know improve on the drum so yeah so yep. but but it, it some music requires, a drum beat and, and a drum uh, portion of the music to be what it is. It really not going to sound right. Some music, not so much. Now I'm going to probably, uh, you'll disagree with me. I don't, I, I met Louis Belson once and, oh, Baby, and he wow. was a great drummer and Las Vegas yeah. once. And they were one of the very best. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I've, I've known all those great guys that used to be on Johnny Carson on shows that did drum solos and those were impressive, but, when drums really come in for me is when it's a part of a, a song or a genre of music that really needs drums. And, and so talk about what yeah. drumming is to you as a drummer.
2: Well, you know, I started out way back when I was a little bitty boy, I was beating on the pots and pans, you know, mother's pots and pans and I pulled those out and beat on them. And so, um, I started as, at a very early age. Uh, and so, and then, you know, as I grew up a little bit uh I went to school, and of course, they had the school band, and I went out for school band I, I just had music in me, I felt like in fact i I always entertained my mother and entertained my family. you know, I was musical, and I think that is something that's god given I really do, and I had it it seemed like and i it seemed like I had drumming in me, and I went to try out for I wanted to try out for a different instrument in the band in the the guy said, "Man, you're, you're gonna be a." Dr- I know this would be. I don't remember who was the guy, you know, but uh, it, you know, wasn't. I don't know who it was. That was like sixth grade, maybe or seventh grade when right. we started started trying out for the whatever the elementary or junior high band started. But anyway, uh, I wanted to do something else, and, and but he saw that I could I could keep a rhythm. He said, "No, you're gonna be a drummer." So I I started then and played all the way through school. You know, played all the way through my school career playing drums I played all those football receptions and then of course as you as you go along there you know I started playing with the teen bands and everything and um playing the parties and everything with uh during that time and and so drumming just meant everything to me it really did music and drumming just a huge part of my life I, you know, my, my family was a kind of a broken family and so uh, music gave me that thing I, that I needed in my life uh, to come along there and uh and, and, you know, so um, I, I love drumming, love music, always have loved music. You know, when I was in high school, I opened a music, a, a record shop in Swainville. I, rem- I was
0: going to mention that. I remember I yeah. used to go in your record shop and, and buy those 45, you know? Yes, sir.
2: 45 records. My mother and uh, stepfather helped me to open up a record shop. And I had a record shop during my high school time. And, and then. Um, So anyway, always loved music and coming along there with that and playing with bigger bands and better bands as I went along. So, um, you know, I moved out of the little uh, town dances and started playing bigger things. You know, when Jimmy Carter ran for, was governor at that time, we went and played in Atlanta. My band played in Atlanta for Jimmy Carter. and, And I got to play in a lot of good situations like that. So drumming. And I, I loved drumming all along. I, I never quit loving drumming. There, there came a time, you know, I, I know you probably was going to mention this, but there was a time I laid the drumming down. I laid the drumming down for about 10
0: years. What, do you, can, you, can you say why? Or was it just... I can. I can. Well, or just... was, uh, no, I'd be glad to. I'd be glad to say it.
2: In, uh, in the 70s, you know, I felt a real... Urge to be a minister and a calling. Right. I, I called a calling. I caught call a calling, and you know, so um, I felt like dr- the music we had to go, and it was sort of like uh, it was sort of like Abraham and Isaac. I mean, I I laid the drumming down, you know, right. and uh, and then I quit for ten years and prepared myself and started my my ministry. And uh, and then, of course, I'm so thankful that God let me have it back. He gave it back, says, you know, now you've proven to me you love me more than the music, and so you can have the music back. And so I got it back a lot a lot stronger than ever. I'll tell you a little story there, if you don't mind, here about Lodge Moore. Sure. Yeah, L- oh, I know Lodge,
0: an old friend of mine, yeah. <laughs> We've been playing I could music tell you some the, stories about Lige, yeah, I know you could. Could. <laughs> we We played music since
2: the sixties uh, about sixty seven or so along there I met Lige Moore and we started playing music together and uh so anyway um i you know it was in the seventies, early seventies that I felt the call to the ministry, and then Lige went on for a while and playing music and then finally got, he got in trouble, you know, down in Florida, he got busted down in Florida with, right. with drugs. You know, you remember right. hearing about right. that. So he had his conversion down in Florida in, uh, in, in prison. You know, I'm thankful I never had to go to prison. I never spent a night in jail. I should have, <laughs> but Lodge <Elijah laughs> went to prison. And so while he was in prison, you know, he had his conversion. And when he came out, he, he sought me out. He'd come looking for me. And saying, "Hey, we got to play some music," and I said, "Man, I, I've laid that down." <laughs> he said, "Man, we got to pick it back up." And he said, "We're gonna we're gonna play some rock Christian music." I said, "What is that?" <laughs> that <laughs> he was said, "Man, it was it's the seventies, you know. and That was new. That was a new thing. Right. You know. <laughs> Along, you know, I say late seventies, early eighties, is when like when right, this right, happened. The 80s, that's right. Early eighties when we picked up the I rock when lights yeah. came home. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he and I and several of us made us a rock Christian band, you know, rock Christian band. And, and I got it back, you know, and I, so I didn't have any drums. I said, I don't have any drums. And it's not a drum in the house. But he, he said, well, let you know, get us some drums. I said, I don't even know if I can still play. He said, oh man, you know, you can still play. It's like riding a bike. You know, you can, you can still play. So I, so as I said, God let me get it back. I got a, I got one old set of drums back in you know, the eighties and we went around playing at college campuses and prisons and what have you with uh with a Christian beat, you know, and their Christian music, which was kinda of fun. And you know, but in our area here it was mostly southern gospel style music. So when we went out and played Christian rock, it was sorta of, it wasn't accepted too quickly around no, town. It was, to <laughs> <on> around <here. laughs> it was
0: slow to catch on around here. Slow
2: to catch yeah. on. It was slow to catch on, but I was doing it. And then um and so a little oh, after that, hell, i go
0: to hell for playing yeah. that music yeah. <laughs> With that,
2: that music is dance music, man. <laughs> yeah. Going so we, uh, yes, everybody. We well, yeah, we went and did it. We did it. I mean, we got, we got, we was well, well received in a lot of the colleges and things like that. We played Georgia Southern, played uh, different colleges, Brewton Parker. But anyway, then after that, I say um, the music was back, back in my life. And, you know, so thankful for it. And and I saw an ad in a paper, in the local paper here, actually. and said, uh, two sets of drums for sale. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go see. And one of them was an old set of drums, and one of them was a newer set of drums. And so anyway, um, I said, I'll, I'll buy those. And I bought both sets. I cleaned them both up and kind of restored them to really nice condition. I sold the newer set and kept the old set. Well, I had the bug then. I was in the, in the right. collecting business. I went into the collecting business, and this would be like in the 90s. And uh, so in the 90s, you could still go to the pawn shop and find an American-made set of drums. You find a Ludwig set of drums or a Gretsch or Slingerland drum set that I just enjoyed so much when I was in the 60s and all, and all these rock bands. I, I was able to buy them. I was able to buy them um, in, in uh, used condition, you know, pretty much used, but I'd restore them. I put new heads on them, clean them up. And so then I found out about drum shows and started going to the drum shows and uh, able to go to buy there and sell, buy and sell online. Online came in, in what, of late 90s, I guess. We started learning that, or, two, or, or you know, late 90s or 2000s, learned about the Internet. Man, that was something. You could buy and sell a set of drums there. So anyway, uh, that's what happened to me and the collecting bug hit me. And so uh, now, uh, you know, I started off, like I say, with one old set of drums that I kind of gave to God, and God said, okay, you can have it back. So now I've got about 50 kits. i got 50 drum sets, and most of them are very, very nice uh, vintage drum sets. I'm That's actually buying – Beautiful drums, set- yes. I buy, I buy and sell some beautiful drums and, and keep uh, always – and I, I like to keep sets because people will call me and say, do you have a set of drums I can buy? Well, I keep some that, that I'll sell. So I'll buy and sell drums still, you know, and I probably have 300 snare drums, Wade. Wow. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> if you walk oh. into my building, it's just unbelievable, really, that you know, that's here. But, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard musicians talk about uh, and and speaking of Lige, I know I I shouldn't say this on the air, but I don't know if Jan ever knew how many guitars Lige had. I think uh, he brought no, them all home. no, 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 I know. <laughs> if he brought them all home, there would be trouble. Uh, <laughs> there would be there was always some
2: uh, always some Elijah's guitars over here at my house. over somebody uh, at a
0: friend's house. He, that's right. And amplifiers. He's got amplifiers dude, and guitars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, drums, you have brought them home, and you've managed to maintain your 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 family and the drums. That's pretty commendable, Phil. I've had to I've had to convince my wife
2: that <laughs> they're, that they're investment. worth
0: it's something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they're an investment. It's our retirement. <laughs> I'll never sell them, but it's our retirement. Yeah. Yeah. So she has to feel she has to understanding
2: that uh, when I when I kick the bucket, she's going to have a, a gold mine of stuff. Right. That's it. <laughs>
0: Phil, I want to ask you this. Now I know you with uh in the and you are well known in the field of uh, drum collecting and 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 owning uh, some really nice drums. But you've met uh, probably the collecting, playing, and collecting have both probably led you to meet a lot of interesting people in the drumming field. Probably some famous people that you might not have met otherwise. So talk about what what it has meant in far as uh, uh the people that you've been blessed with getting to know through drumming.
2: That's right, Wade. It's very true, especially going to these drum shows. These are very famous people, as far as uh, musicians, especially drummers, will go to those drum shows, and they just pretty much want to act like regular people. And they'll come in, you know, and 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 the thing is, somebody may even have to point them out and say, Hey, you know who that is right there? You know, that's a very important person. You know, that's, that's bun Carlos, you know, uh drummer for cheap trick and stuff like that. And then it's, it's people all at those drum shows, you know, I, I, from the, all the years going, I've met hundreds of these people that are actually, you know, rock and rock and roll stars and country Western stars. And so that's been kind of neat. And, uh, one time I was in a, standing in a hotel fishing to check in this was in atlanta and uh had on a I had a, a las vegas uh, shirt on on my, that my daughter had bought me uh, you know this, uh, the the rock cafe what was that thing hard rock cafe right. las vegas so i had that shirt on and i had a, a a modern drummer magazine under my under my arm holding that as we were starting to check in there and uh, on the cover was Hal Blaine. Now, most of you that's listening that know about Hal Blaine, but look him up because he's had he's been on 500 number one records as a drummer. You know he's played for Perry Como, oh. uh, Elvis Presley, The Turtles, The Beach Boys, Sonny and Cher. This has been the drummer that's played the drums on all those records. You think that 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 you know this guy just played on everything? So anyway, he's right behind me. And he taps me on the shoulder and says, are you from Las Vegas? And I'm in Atlanta, and, but I turn around. Now, I, I, I look at my magazine and look at him. I say, hey, that's it, you on my magazine. You know. <laughs> that's pretty neat. <laughs> he said, me. that's me. <laughs> that's funny. So, and he was, so he he gladly took my magazine and signed it for me and said, nice to meet you, Hal Blaine. And I spent, but I've got um, on my wall in my drum room. I've got a whole wall covered with stars names uh, signed on my drum heads and things like that. You know, uh just just recently, you know, um Artemis Pyle. I was sitting and visiting with Artemis Pyle, you know, the drummer, the original drummer there, or the second drummer from Leonard Skinnard, that went down into Plain and wrecked with him, you know, and all that. Right. And so uh, I sat and talked with him for a good while. But yeah, I've had the I've had the you know, enjoyment of talking to a lot of very, very famous drummers and, and musicians. Just uh, not that long ago, the Kentucky Headhunters came to town, and so um, they played in our, our auditorium. You remember, it hadn't been that long ago. It was last year, right. I guess. Okay. So Fred Young is the drummer for the Kentucky Headhunters, and they, they said he never gets out of the tour bus. He just he just stays in the tour bus. But uh, some of the guys says, well, you know, Phil Wilson lives in this town in Swainsboro, and he has all these drums. Would you like to go see them, <laughs> and Francis? Well, I'll go see them, but they better not be new drums. They better be old <laughs> drums.
0: <laughs> well, that was a so, Jackpot, he, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he came over and he just he wanted to stay all day. He sat around there and told stories and and play. We'd set up drums, he'd play on drums, and it was time to go because they were going to have a meal before the show. And he says, "Can I stay just a little longer?" I mean, he was just loving it so much. Yes, Fred Young enjoyed him very much. But those kinds of stories. Uh, Not long ago, uh, I sold a set of drums to Santana, Carlos Santana, and his wife. I I sell drums to those kinds of people all over the country, and I asked him, "Could I go and deliver them?" Sure, yeah, that come
0: not deliver <laughs> Yeah, yeah now that wouldn't be fun. Yeah, I'll bring them to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Amazon's not going to drop these off at your door. No. I'm going to bring them to you. So that, like those that.
2: things. Like, so I got a poster and uh, a drum head and um, a lot of a lot of uh, things saying how much they appreciate me and selling them uh, wonderful drums and keep in touch and you know, those kinds of things with with some very famous people.
1: All the best country
0: Georgia Radio everywhere you go. Go 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 go. Well, what is your favorite drum uh do you have a favorite set that you like to play? If you had just go you know, all your drums. I know you told me a while back that you have uh, you have a lot of drums, but you have a couple of, just a couple of sets that you play and that you and and uh is what right. is your favorite mm-hmm. to play?
2: Well, believe it or not, Ludwig has been my favorite drum set. You know, Ludwig goes back in my in 1964 when Ringo Starr played on Ed Sullivan and he had Ludwig written on his drums and I was 10 years old standing there just with my mouth wide open saying I'm going to be I'm going to be just like that that is going to be me and so Ludwig has been my drum my favorite drum set the the Ludwig drums and I must have uh, 15 or more drum Ludwig drum sets I might have 20 Ludwig drum sets and uh I have some very, very collectible Ludwig drum sets, but when they when when I tried to get my mother, and this was now, you know, I was preteen. Uh, I, was, I was preteen. Yeah, I, I went and I said, "Mom, I gotta have some Ludwig drums." <laughs> she said, "Ludwig drums?" I said, "What's that?" I said, well, "We got to go to the music store, and I gotta have Ludwig drums, and I gotta have just like Ringo stars." So we went to Savannah to Portman's Music Store in Savannah. I remember it well, yeah. Well. <laughs> and I, I walked in there with my mother, and said, "We gotta have a set of Ringo Starr Ludwig drums." And he says, "Well, you know the thing is," he said, "it's very hard to get oyster black Ludwig drums right now because everybody wants those, and so they're, they're just they're just sold so quickly." He says, "But I tell you what, I do have, and you might like this." He says, "I have some I have some Ruby Strata Ludwig drums. They're just like Ringo's, but they're red." Wow! <laughs> so what? Yeah, he said Ruby Ruby Strata Ludwig. <laughs> so, but you know what? It was they were very beautiful, and so we bought the Ruby Strata Ludwig set, and yeah, and we took those home. And I and I have I have always adored that color, love that color. I've had I probably had five or six, maybe six Ruby Strata sets. I have two right now, and so one of the Ruby Strata sets is a small kit, like a we I call them a downbeat. That's the smallest, smaller kit. Like Ringo played the first Ed Sullivan show, and then he played a super classic set uh, later on help. But the, the the downbeat set. I have a Ruby Strata downbeat set, and and I I tell you, I just love playing that set of drums, and and that's the ones I play. I play them most often. I take them out right now with my bands. I'm playing in actually three different bands right now. Two bands wow. a a lot, and a third band. I help them. So I play with two, two different bands. I've uh, got the Sam's Drive-In Band. You know, we've had that band right. for 20, over 20 years and play uh, weddings, festivals, and bigger events. You know, it's a very, very well-known band. And then I've got a smaller band that plays restaurants, and we'll go up to Bernie's and play on the deck and things like that. We call that band High Mileage. And then I'm also playing with some guys out of Vidalia that's been old friends for years, and so I'll fill their dates. Oh, there was a a time when I was playing some dates with Jerry Robertson's band, uh, the Ripleys, when they were without a drummer. I was very much in demand. Every, Every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, somebody was calling me to fill in and play drums. Wow. But yes, I play a good bit. and But I like the little Ruby Strata Ludwig. They call R- Ludwig Standard drums, and they're the Ruby Strata color. And that's been my very most favorite color. I've got some collectible drums, like I have some of the psychedelic colors. Ludwig made three psychedelic colors in the 60s, early 70s. They made one set that was Mod Orange, and they made a set that was psychedelic Red, and they had another set that's called Citrus Mod. And all those are very collectible, and I have all three sets of those. in my citrus wow, they set, feel?
0: Yes. Oh, uh, what, what is the holy grail that you've never. Yeah. The, the one drum set or drum, which be a snare or a full set or whatever. What drum yep. have you wanted, lusted after, but haven't had? <laughs> all right, I, I, I assume there would be one, so what is it?
2: There is, there is. There was a man named Billy Gladstone, and Billy Gladstone played the drums for the New York Philharmonic, and he worked for Gretsch Company and made they made Gladstone Gretches that he designed and built. Now, those are wonderful drums, and I would love to have one of those. I would really love one of those. Also, he left Gretsch and started making his own drums and made 50 handmade snare drums, Gladstone snare drums, that are handmade. Only the very the best guys, you know, just as you was talking about before, Louis Belson, Gene Krupa, you know, people like that, they're right. the ones that had the 50, the 50 Gladstone snares. Those are the Holy Grail snares. Once in a great while, one will change hands, but usually not. They're usually just untouchable drums, but that, that would be the, I, the most wonderful drum ever would be a, a real Gladstone. Now, the thing was, uh, Gretsch had made some Gretsch Gladstones. I would love to have one of those. But there's a man named Arnie Lang that had a real Gladstone. Arnie Lang had a real Gladstone, and he also played for the New York Philharmonic, and he had a real Gladstone, and he got got the rights to uh, reproduce them. So he has made uh, Gladstone Lang drums, and uh, they're awesome, very collectible, people just. Uh, want to have them. And I was able to get one of those. So I do have a Lang. Then everybody loves to see it, but it's not, it's not a Billy Gladstone, but it is a Lang Gladstone, which is very cool. And one of these days, you know, who knows? I've I been on a couple of those real Gladstones when they would change hands. I would try to bid on them, but
0: I'd have to sell my house. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, listen, I, I don't know about drums. I've, I've watched guitar prices, you know, telecasters yeah. and yeah. things. Some of them
1: men. sell for $30,000, $40, 40000
0: and more. Yeah, they do. And, they do. And, and gives a guitar, different ones are just yeah. bringing astronomical prices. Uh, and, and so I assume drums are the same way. There, there they're following along. Just,
2: they're, not, they're not as crazy as guitars. You can still have some really great drums that you don't have to spend that much, but those guitars have gone completely. Just they've gone crazy and drums are following. There really are. They're following. They're coming right along. Have
1: you got any, uh, I've just got, well, no, I've got a text that came in and it said, if you tell anybody who this is, I'll kill you. And I'm going (laughs) to believe him. It says, do you know, do you know what drums, uh, have to do with farms? I'm just reading this as he's written it. Do you know what okay. drums have to do with farms and farm life in Georgia? And I said, okay. I said, no, I'll bite. And he said, if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever had a, a neighbor that played the drums on a farm, you damn sure hope it's in the barn. So there you go. <laughs> there have been a lot of there've been a lot of cows and horses serenaded by that kid that wants to learn how to play the drums. A fascinating <laughs> show tonight but but people i think we're they're they're, they're just tuned in because they want to they want to hear from you phil and i think that's wonderful <laughs> there's a lot of people listening tonight and that's just great uh, so yeah there you there you go that's how you that's your tie-in wade and if i tell <laughs> you who funny. sent that they're yeah gonna
0: and, and hey uh phil do, do you encourage people to buy their kids drums or and have you ever been uh gotten in yeah. trouble by yeah. uh for that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I'll encourage. The, I'll encourage kids. And the thing is, I'll,
2: have, I'll t- I teach. I teach lessons. Uh, but I usually only have one or two students at a time, because of my my schedule. I just don't have time. So anyway, now I'll tell you. Now here's the thing: if uh, a kid can get electronic drums, you know. Right. those electronic and put on earphones and they're not real noisy too you know and they can learn their chops on electronic drums not the same as playing good old acoustic drums and right, but you driving mom and dad crazy yeah, oh, yeah. Right. you can learn on those in you know in an apartment or in a house and uh, I, I encourage people to get, that want to ha- take up drumming get you a little uh, electronic set electric set of drums they are they're quite good and you get your earphones and you can just have a blast you could pipe your music to your earphones and play your your electric drums and you'll be a star i mean right there in your own you know in your own house
0: so right. yeah i do that well, but, but I, do, Bill, I, I do i encourage kids listen we it this show has flown by and it, but we've come to, up to the end we've bumped against the clock and i could talk to you and listen to you talk about it this is a subject for me one of those rare subjects that even if you're not familiar with it if it's not one of your interests, you'll find it the, the the discussion of it interesting because of what it is in your life. Is it's something that important? It makes it interesting when you talk about it, and so it's been an interesting show, and it's been great having you. on. Well, maybe have you again on again another time. You know, we
1: need a drummer and a band, Wade, for our show. Yeah, we do when we start yeah. doing this on well, the road.
0: I'll, well, I'll do it, man. I'll we do it. Get, we need
1: one. <laughs> We need one for the gathering. We really do. That'd be great. You can be the house band, Phil, and you can call it whatever you want. Absolutely. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. We'll even get one of those monkeys that clap to sit up there with you. You know, we can do that too. (laughs) We can't afford anybody other than you. We'll we'll get what we can can get.
0: Phil in the windup. Man, I play cheap. I play (laughs) cheap. There
1: you go. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks for coming on tonight, Phil. It's awfully fun. Thank you, thank you for
2: having me. I certainly have enjoyed it. Absolutely,
1: Wade. Uh, it's that time of night where we uh, where we look at the the listeners and we figure out who's on. I, there was one on here that I saw tonight uh, that I wanted to ask you about. I hadn't seen this one before. Uh, this says Azalea. You know Azalea, where Azalea? I don't know. I don't know where uh, we've got. We've got a bunch of people listening tonight, though. Forsyth, Atlanta, Ella Bell. Uh, Athens, Sylvania, Henderson, and Azalea. I don't know. You ran all the London Alabama, folks that'd off. that would
0: probably be Azalea. Azalea, though, yeah. maybe.
1: Maybe oh, Azalea. Warner yeah. Robins still in there tonight. <laughs> we're going to have some fun, though, and I don't know if anybody wants to hear anything. We had a request for Patty Page tonight. I'll try and get that on tonight uh, as the evening goes on. But uh, we're going to be playing some oldies but goodies tonight. Uh, every night this week, we've been playing oldies but goodies from six to ten. To ten. It, yeah, six, six to, to ten, ten by yeah. request, and Brother Wade's going to guest DJ one of these nights.
0: Yeah, he'd wake me up.
1: Yeah, he goes to bed so early. We'd have to record <laughs> the show. It. <laughs> it would have to. Yeah, like five thirty or something in the morning. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, Conway we'll, and I'll uh, we'll discuss it.
0: Well, good good stuff.
1: Uh, anything you want to you want to slide in? We got about thirty seconds.
0: No, I just wanted to say again that that it was a great show, and if you if you. Uh, tell your friends, tune in and listen to podcasts. podcast. If you, uh, all our shows are available at georgiaradio.com and listen to the podcast. And we appreciate you
1: tuning in. We love y'all. Thank you. Absolutely. Wade. I'm going to go start playing music right now. I'm going to eat grits. Go eat grits and y'all have fun. We'll talk to you real soon. If you've got a request, send it on over anytime there at georgiaradio.com in the chat feature. Thanks Wade. Good night. Thanks Matt.
2: Georgia Radio, everywhere you go.